The Euroallegiance podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com forward slash the Euroallegiance podcast for bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, merchandise and more. Now, let's get to this week's show. Welcome to episode 10 of the Euroallegiance podcast. We've made it to double figures. Boop, boop. Yeah, we're done here. No, we're not. <laughs> but uh, we, we have our first little milestone reached. We do. And this week we have a fantastic uh, interview with Seba Dom. Yep. So I uh, can't wait to chat to Seba, hear what he has to say, and uh, see if we can uh, ask him enough questions to uh, keep our listeners happy. I know... By the end of it, I'm sure we will realize we've missed a whole lot of stuff to ask Seba, but that's just going to be a reason to bring him on again. Richard's going to be here later for the interview, but he is not going to be able to make it here for the start of the podcast. So I'm joined by my uh, co-host today is Malcolm Kennedy. How are you, Malcolm? I am all good, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Good, good, good. Really excited about this week's episode. Yes, me too. Um, did you get your All-Star 6 votes in? I did, yes. Uh soon as the voting came out i was i was right in there um little bit of in the moment decision making rather than pondering That's the best it. way to do it yeah i think yeah we had a few days to think so who did you go for in the end so in the end just have to remind myself it's a little while ago i went for galeron both are and then I went with as as a spirit bender, despite. Uh, I've seen a lot of people. Have, uh, she's have a, a dark horse. Okay, uh, maybe. Uh, and then yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I mean, obviously, there's uh, the internet can be loud and uh, with just a few people. But uh, I've seen a lot of posts where people were mentioning they voted for her. And who else? And uh, I've, out of the um, alumni, I ended up going with Pixis. Yeah, I think yeah. you were committed to yeah. as, as a Pixel Dan fan. Yeah, I think that's... that makes total sense for you. How about you? What did you go with? So I went with uh, Bothar, Galeron, Gortok, and then Asterion for the alumni. Just so swayed by the story, the lore episodes. Yeah, I think it would have been a cert for Ignatius uh, a couple of months ago when, when we hadn't gone so deep in the lore. But uh, after going into the lore... And he is a cool figure as well. Yes. And the paint job is really nice on, on Asterion, even compared to, say, Torian. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to go for Asterion. So I'm, I'm hoping he makes it. But the, the for me, the alumni, <laughs> there is no loser there. They're all good. So exactly. I'd be delighted to get them all. I mean, may, I don't think he's going to make it anyway. Carpathius is is a bit... I think he was uh, the weakest. A bit simple. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. that head is kind of fairly well available because it was reused on Dragul. Yeah. Um, but the other three, uh, they're it was a tough. They're quite, they're quite, uh, I would say, valuable figures, and for all sorts. So for the you know the customizers who just want cool parts and cool painted parts, they maybe don't have to paint, because that is 
that's another thing about customizing that people just think oh you need the parts but it's pretty cool if you have them in an already cool color as well you know i mean in some ways that's why uh, a stereon would have been the better one because you get that um neck collar piece in a very nifty color for yeah and it's kind of got that fade from uh, yeah. the darker to the lighter that's uh, it. fur that's it yeah. uh, and that's no that's no picnic to paint no, i can tell you that much all. not at all um yeah, and just the just the leg parts and all the the cool armor. You know, even if you want to do a, this, you know, slightly different blue than Pixis, yeah. starting off with Pixis armor <laughs> and going to a slightly different blue is much easier than starting off with a, you know, a black or a or a brown or whatever. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so, but but I think from from my, I would say very back of an envelope look at the cabal during the week and what's been posted. I think. Calavian is definitely going to make it, I think, somehow. Yeah. And even Jeremy Gerard is saying on his uh, mythic uh, customs, he thought Calavian was going to be popular uh, in the yeah the the latest mythic conversations. He thought Calavian was going to be probably the vote winner. So now he's probably seen previous votes as well, and he knows he's popular. But things can change in a year, you know. People are, might be skeleton fatigued. Who knows? Well, I've seen I've seen Gothok name mentioned a lot in the cabal as well so he's it seeming like a strong possibility if the cabal you know is a judge yeah, of anything. I, 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 w- I will definitely be surprised if he isn't in from what i've seen too so i think it's probably kalavian both are not both are kalavian galeron and gortok would be my three from what i see in the yeah, cabal i wouldn't disagree Meaning the poor dwarf lovers miss out again, again yeah of which uh, you are a member for sure, Malcolm, uh, and I'm I'm partial to yeah. good dwarf, and I think both dwarfs in this vote I would happily if, I'd be happy enough if they got through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Calavian, I still would be happy with him with the shield. You see, I know I'm I'm just a sucker for those. I wouldn't uh, mind into shields. Yeah, I, I, he was one of the ones I was like, mm, but then I did kind of listen to people going, well, you could just create him. Um, whilst I think there's elements of the armor that would be hard to recreate, to factory match for sure. Yeah, but yeah. again, if you don't have a reference, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, um, because it's still a silver. But Galeron is a very hard match because, it, <laughs> you, you know, you just do a kind of coppery purple. They say there's a lot of purple in it. It's very hard to see from the photos. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by him. Uh, and then I think Ignatius possibly from the alumni. It seems to get a lot of votes, which I I wouldn't be upset about no, at all. No. Really cool armor, and we hope. And I did follow up on what you said about the skirt piece. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, someone posted some photos yeah. uh, of their figure yeah. uh, that they had got uh, recently in the cabal. I did a search. It was before the vote now, but I did zoom in on the skirt piece, and yeah, that gold it, is very slapdash. It is. It's really it's fine from. Uh, it's fine from probably uh, you know. Uh, two or three feet away on the shelf but when you zoom right in it yeah you would, wouldn't be what you'd normally see so i'm sure that paint app would be better which is which is part of the reason i really wouldn't mind if he was the one that came you know he's the one i've got of the four of them but if if he was the one then he's such a cool looking figure and if the paint app is updated and improved which i suspect they'd have to wouldn't they now yeah um not a problem you know he's very cool to have and uh, you know I, I think if he did get through i'd be then planning some sort of a of a, of a holy uh, uh 
kind of uh, crew using him as the base. Well, yeah, if he if he does get through, I've got a, a fun idea for my one I've already got um, that I'll maybe tell you oh, off, cool. offline sometime. Okay, <laughs> very good. Top secret one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And I think, uh, yes, yeah, a big white cape or something. I'm sure there'd be cool soft goods yeah. uh, that you can pick up somewhere. Yeah. Or even maybe a figure that might be announced at some point that gets a cool white cape from Ethron or something like well, that. That would be uh, awesome. We've still got a lot of surprises to come in the next couple of months as far as figures go, haven't we? So, Yeah, so I think that the winners, so the voting closes this Friday, the day this podcast was released on the 12th of May. And I think that the vote, the result of the vote probably won't be announced till the live stream on 2nd of June. So sorry if uh, that maybe uh, dampens some people's enthusiasm. I don't know what the Four Horsemen have planned whatsoever, but I really think that that's probably what they will do. It makes sense to me if they're going to have a big event. They maybe don't want some of the surprises revealed already. And then they might do some teasers running up to that June date would be my guess Yeah, for um, for the revealed figures. And uh, I think maybe next week we could have a we'll see what if there's any teasers dropped in the next week or two. And we'll see if we can uh, if we can do some wild speculation on next week's show or even the week after, I think would we'll still be before. And uh, that would be fun because it's always fun to see how wrong you were. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. You can almost guarantee, no matter how wild and wacky and zany you try to yeah. be, they'll uh, they'll somehow still manage to surprise you. <laughs> yeah, it's like with our lore episodes. You know, I've had people chats with people. Even today, I got a message from Curtis. We had a little chat about Attila and his bio and what we think and the gaps. And I said, yeah, I said that you know the most fun thing will be when the when the hopefully this is all kind of revealed when Jeremy uh, releases the book. Uh, that uh, we can all laugh about how wrong we are and then do another episode <laughs> to correct all the wrongs and laugh at ourselves <laughs> a year down the line. Because um, I think we're, we're, definitely, uh, we're definitely not above laughing at our past selves, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, and then other than that, this week has been uh, relatively quiet uh, on the news front. Um, we, just, we just very recently got the Cosmic uh, Shipping announcement. Uh, in terms of it's leaving the factory in China as we speak. And uh, they expect a shipping to customers end of June, early July. Um, and if it follows the usual uh, trend, it's going to be the all-ins first. So if you've done a cosmic all-in on the pre-order on the first wave, uh, Havoctar book one, then you might be getting your figures in early July, maybe even end of June for some of our American listeners, um, that would be very cool. Be exciting. I think it's uh, it's it's well about time. I think the great thing about this as well is that probably Wave Two will be very soon after, and then Pox is probably soon after that. Uh, so I could really see that they start to get uh, maybe way back on track from from these uh, the game figures and the uh, the stuff that was. Uh, out there since COVID, you know, maybe some of the delays or, you know, just things that piled on top of each other. I won't say it was all COVID related, but just, you know, it, it uh, played the way things part, kind of, I would say it was more the year after COVID, they, they yeah. did a lot of stuff to kind of make up for what they'd missed out on. And that, of course, just piles up a little bit in the queue. 
Uh, and speaking of the tactics figures, uh, I got my ship and noticed that you got yours, man. I did. Mask. I did. Very excited okay. when it showed up. <laughs> well, well, the, when the notes shall, yeah. showed up, <laughs> and and it's a label created, yeah. and it says it's going to move uh, this Friday, so the twelfth of May. Right. As as you, if you're a day one listener to our podcast, um, you can you can imagine me at home refreshing my FedEx uh, app. To see if my order has been picked up by FedEx on uh, on the Friday evening, uh, and I'll be excited to see that. And uh, hopefully, it all arrives safe and sound. And as I've said before, I'm done. Then yeah. you know, I'm going to enjoy my figures. I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, the delays and the uh, saga that went on, and the amount we all had to pay for shipping. Uh, and I'm just 100% delighted they're shipping with FedEx for me. And that's purely. Uh, who, why, why anyone listening to the podcast could care less about that? I, I don't know, but for me, if it ships by FedEx to where I live, it makes my life so much easier. Yeah. So uh, I, I was kind of, that was my one slight, small, if you could call it, even stress point when we got the uh, this limbo period in where we didn't know when it was shipping to when we'd paid for shipping. Was uh, I was thinking, oh, hope they ship it with FedEx. That was my one wish. Because if I had a choice, I'd pay double shipping for FedEx than for the normal post because of the hassle. Yeah. Uh, but that's a story that nobody needs to listen to. So that's it. Uh, that's it from uh, what I have for the week in Legion. Something else from your side, Mal? I think that's everything, isn't it? Very good. Well, uh, then let's get over to our interview with uh, the wonderful Seba Dom. I'd like to welcome our second guest on the podcast. Uh, this is uh, Seba Dom uh, from Planetary Dog Toys. Uh, Seba is a well-known uh, 3D sculptor uh, within the Mythic Legion's uh, uh, sphere. And also, I think he's he's uh, done a lot of work for a number of different places that I'm sure we'll find out as we go along. Uh, so welcome to the show, Seba. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. Really, thank, thank you so much. Also, it, it's nice that this is a purely European uh, podcast. That That's really nice, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we wanted to do something uh, to show to show our fandom from this side of the water. We were there yeah. in America in November, like yourself, and uh, we thought that we could do with a bit of representation and uh, yeah, I think that the one of the best things about this is that uh, uh, our fellow fans from across the pond in America are actually really liking the show as well. So that's uh, yeah, really nice. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Yeah, very good. Well, Seba, um, I know you've been on uh, shows and podcasts before, but uh, I think the first thing I want to really uh, get into with you is is your background and how how did you get into this? So. If if I'm right, you're actually from Argentina, even though you're yeah. in Spain these days. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, kind of, you know, as a teenager, kind of what, what kind of, uh, what was drawing you towards this kind of stuff, or was it already happening at that stage in your life, or uh, come later? Um, I always liked to draw. Um, it was kind of a coping mechanism. Like I, I really never fit in any kind of system like the school system all the or, or the way that people behave at 
my age, like 14, 15. So I coped with that. And it was a really big savior because I, I could uh, express myself. And in later years, I kind of find out what I was going through at that moment by seeing my art. Um, I, I wasn't, I, I was kind of, um, well, I didn't go out much. I didn't have many friends. I played way too many games. And so like already uh, online games back then or? Yeah, but it was more like MOBAs, like League of Legends. I wish it, I wish it was, uh, World of Warcraft, but you had to pay at that time. Yes, indeed. So, so I, I stick to, to free games and, uh, PS3 games. Then, um, came the time that I finished school. So I had to choose something. And my father kind of pushed me to see this specific uh, art school that uh, gave some kind of small um, courses on 3D design and 2D design. And actually, I was I was going there. I, w I went there to see the, the 2D design one, like for animation and such that I, I really liked. But then uh, they offered me to stay for the next one, for the 3D one. And it changed my life. <laughs> wow. So like, what age were you then? I was like 18. 18, wow. Like, like I, I saw that course and literally my life was changed forever. Like that was... Uh, but it's amazing, it's amazing how something like that can just... How it, it's not exactly by chance because you're obviously uh, artistic already and you were heading in that direction. But it's amazing that something like that can happen at, a, at an age like 18 and suddenly here we are all those years later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's to come too. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm, I'm teaching my, my cousin that it's around 13, 14. And he has kind of the same love for it. So I'm really happy because I'm able to give him all this knowledge that I have developed in this 10 years. So I can teach him straight all, all the, the important stuff. Like he already has a shop. He already selling parts. Wow. He's already like, he's already earning money with it. And he's 13, 14. He's very lucky to have you. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm really lucky that he's interested, you know, yeah. because, uh, I don't know. I experienced, uh, 3D sculpting, not specifically as a meditation, but uh, as a way of um, liberating myself. Like it, it's really freeing to, it's like uh, scratching an itch. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a musician. If they, you know, they just can't walk past their in instrument, they have to pick it up every time they see exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like since I started learning 3D, like I, I think there isn't a day that I haven't opened the ZBrush wow. like in 10 years. Like that, that's how much it's part of my life. So you'd find it difficult now to go on a vacation without uh, your, your laptop or whatever. Yeah, I don't go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I go on vacations, I always take a laptop and uh, and yeah, I have like a mini set in a in a prepared in a look in a luggage to, to take it with me. But isn't isn't that uh, 
when you think about your cousin now, I mean, that's kind of perfect age when you have the amount of time maybe that you need to yeah. learn to learn yeah. this stuff instead of maybe playing PlayStation, Call of Duty or whatever, or Fortnite, you know, for eight, eight hours a day. He told me the other day that he has like 700 hours in Rocket League. That is like a, <laughs> like a, like a PES game, like a FIFA, yeah. but with, with cars. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's, I'm not strange to that amount of time because I have at least 1K K hours in League of Legends and I haven't played it for years. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no. So, so I, I understand how much time you can spend there, but seeing now how I, I, I'm almost 30, so I'm God, settling so into yeah, I'm I'm settling into adulthood. Like I, I'm I'm testing it. I'm I'm feeling it. Saturated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it's it's amazing the, the experience of like I ten years ago I was still a kid even if I was eighteen, and I don't know my perspective has changed so much. Like I, w I want to have kids. I want to provide. I want to to be able to do what I like. And my cousin doesn't see it that way. But since he lives in Argentina, he wants to escape because it, it's in a really bad um, economic situation. So he in, he knows that he's it's going to be, get worse. So he told me, okay, how can I sell now? So I gave him a, like a week, uh, like a quick course in a week and then he's just sculpting at, at my level like i told him all the important what? stuff and yeah what, what kind of stuff does he sell then is it like what you do or is it a, is it in a different no, total, kind of... totally different but i told him how to, how i i developed my style my style is um really easy to learn if you know how to do zbrush because it's meant to work fast like um Whenever I do a piece for my for the shop, I create a whole kit first, like a concept a conceptual kit of parts, and then each day I can detail different parts. And it takes me just one day or half day because of the way I created this system to work. Also, I have all the sockets prepared already for for printing, so it's really the the testing parts in resin. It's really easy already. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. But I suppose when, yeah, when you when you get to the commercial stage with it, you need to kind of be there with it. Otherwise, uh, it'd be very difficult to say, like you do with the monthly shop openings, to have new stuff all the time. Yeah, if it's, you didn't it's, have a, it's challenging. Yeah, it's challenging. E even then, probably still challenging. Yeah, in fact, I remember when we started, the only thing that we did was uh, shoulder pads and heads because that was the things that most changed the figures like you got a new head and that's it it's a new character or you change the shoulder pads and suddenly you have a, a new vibe for the character and that those were the easy ones but now the we have almost the whole body except the ones that for horsemen um for a bit to to change yeah they joined but, basically yeah but we have the the whole body yeah and and it fits perfectly like in the last sets like uh, from the gladiator one everything fits perfectly like it it's it's incredible yeah you have a couple of uh, kits don't you rich 
Uh, yes, I got a, a, one or two things from Seba, it has to be said. <laughs> yeah, I, I mostly get the heads and the shields and stuff uh, so far. Um, but uh, they're amazing. Yeah. But we will get to that. Yeah, we will get absolutely. to that. Yeah, um, sure. So wh how, what was your first jobs in the in industry then, Seba? Where did, uh, where did that take you? Um, my first job was actually not calling it industry is it's kind of weird that this is something that i wanted to touch on also if you have any listener that wants to to work from this um you have like different circles like you have the 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 really strong industry that would be working for i don't know hasbro mondo for horsemen like the established um companies then you have the outer th this is everything uh toys right because then you have lots of industries. Then you have the indie companies. Then you have the um, like random people that want to have something in the in their collection, but they have the budget to do it. Like they have the budget of a of a company, even sometimes more than a company. That's something really weird that you find out later in the game. That that sometimes a, a private commission pays better than Hasbro sometimes. So wow. you, you have you have to pay attention because um, it was wow or it was why? Uh, wow, but why as well, Seba. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, generally established companies have um, a lot of offer. So they can say, okay, we can pay a bit less. Also, since they are working uh, with schedules and with factory and with paying the IP, they say, okay, we can't pay this much. Uh, and the private collector generally likes some style of someone. And they say, okay, I want to have a piece of you done in this specific way. And I will pay you, I don't know, 4K, 5K for something like that. And it's some, I, ha I have heard that not, I won't name the company, but sometimes for uh, for something that they sell at Walmart, they got paid like one one k five hundred something like that. Whoa. That it's much much less than what you get can get with a private one. And then you have an extra circle that it's the um, like the private commissions, but without that much budget or with people that uh, don't know what they want and they are just testing the waters so you have a whole range of stuff that you can that you can try uh, my first gig actually wasn't uh, in any industry it was for I was learning stuff uh, rendering stuff in, at my at this course and one of my uncles uh, was doing some kind of video for a friend and he asked me for a rotating cup for a tennis match at a, a tennis oh, cool. yeah, tournament and i don't know it, it felt good to do something like that but yeah it was nothing to do with what i wanted to do at that point i just wanted to get as much knowledge as i wanted and then i the next job i had was uh working for a game company like uh i really enjoyed that like i worked for, there for a year like now um mobile games are really the thing to earn money but at this point like 10 years ago it would be seven years ago it wasn't as common so 
the company that I was working for uh, was kind of pi being pioneer on it. Like it was on the on the first wave of games that were coming that were uh, gacha games that they were very profitable. Yeah, yeah. It was it was always uh, that was the thing I thought that if you are if you are into that kind of you know artistic sculpting kind of 3d world that there is an easy not an easy but there is a jump towards video games there if you wanted to go that direction at a certain point in your career i guess you have to make the choice unfortunately um doing doing art for games is not as profitable as doing it for a community so now in patreon if you if your scopes are cool or are I don't know for D and D or something like that. You can get like easily good good money, and you don't have to 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 pay respects to any company. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those patrons where it's it's in the mini uh, the mini wargaming world where there's a yeah. lot of guys that, and they do a whole like every month you sign up and then every month you get um, like the basically the STLs so the files to three D print yeah, at home exactly yeah. Um, and they, you might have forty or fifty new characters every month. Yeah. No, they, they they kind of uh, open a mini studio. Yeah. And it it's fantastic to see. It's incredible. Yeah, because in that uh, in that world, in the mini gaming world, there's a lot of people that paint and three D print themselves at home, kind yep. of as a hobby, yep. more so than uh, where we are. But, but I think again, it's <laughs> with that. It's there's good ones and there isn't not so good ones from what I've seen because I've gone yeah. down that YouTube rabbit hole watching a lot of those type of videos because uh, you know of the painting thing because you get a lot of tips there and you eventually then uh, get sucked into the different aspects of it um, watching and I've seen that that yeah some companies have a really good rep or or even mightn't even be big companies but you know maybe even something the size of yourselves. And then others are, are just churning out every month and taking the money and forgetting about it, you know? Yeah, you have like different tiers of service. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and then um, after the gaming uh, company, what happened? Um, I quit that job because they were paying me too little for the amount of shop that I was doing. And I, I didn't really enjoy it. And so I started looking for jobs on Facebook and on groups for the things that I did at that time that it was gaming. And I remember I remember that one afternoon I told Huli like, okay, I'm I'm fed up of this. I, I need uh, to rest at least one day because we were wake- we were working a lot for pennies. <laughs> it it was terrible. And I told her, look, I want to sculpt something. So I sculpted a toy. I sculpted uh, an imp from uh, from World of Warcraft and articulated. That was my first uh, articulated figure. And it was like a puppet. Like I, I still have it, it's all broken. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but, but it was good. So that first um, project gave me perspective because people really liked it and people from the industry started liking it too and told me if I gave the service so that made me realize that there was something that I could exploit like and then I realized that there wasn't anyone really 
uh, filling this void of of doing action figures because anyone who did action figures were or or really old like really old they were from the from the previous wave of sculptors that they sculpted by hand so they were they were already established and absorbed by by the big companies and there weren't any new people because the new people went directly to the companies so there wasn't no one on the on the on facebook and instagram doing stuff because they didn't promote themselves also now that, that you can see whoever sculpted everything like you have on instagram you have all their portfolios it's fantastic yeah it's almost an important part of it uh, even as a collector if you knew that for example for for me if i knew the four horsemen sculpted on a line uh i'd be like more interested in it by default yeah even if it's directly yeah. yeah or if you for example or you know any of the people now i know within our little small uh, legion circle for this I'd, I'd be instantly interested in it just from that aspect yeah sure and then after that uh, i started doing a couple more projects it was all just printed with my horrible printer and then I think I landed a few a few projects that never saw the light of day, and then appeared Jason Bienvenu from Sparrow, and I work on his four inch line, the ten centimeters one, and I think it's four inch. I may be wrong, but it's I th well, well ten yeah, centimeters one. The first one I think was four inches. Yeah. Though. Uh, I cleaned some of, of his figures and then created a few more characters. And that was my first thing. Then came Plunderlings and, well, the rest is history. Wow. And you did stuff, uh, the first time I saw and your stuff personally was when you did some sculpts for uh, my action figure customs. Yeah. Was that after that then? or? Uh, I think my action figure customs was... Um, a bit in the middle of Plunderlings, like I, I I was already working with like at least five months with Plunderlings. At what point then were you? Did you move to Spain? Was that that was? I remember that I was. I remember that Rob from My Action Fear Customs, great guy. It was amazing working with him. Uh, he sent me a a, a bag from. From there, from the US, he sent me a bag with several figures so I can test fit the wow. stuff. I didn't have a printer, but I, I had a, a pretty good idea at that point of what what was possible. And he he, he sent me a Borgos that I, I didn't know it was such a such a looked after figure. Um, I've seen well, that Borgos in a lot of your early um, yeah. Instagram stuff. For because it, it's yeah, there's modeled a lot of so heads, cool. isn't it? That yeah. It's so it's cool. cool. It's such a cool concept. Like when I when when I, I designed the Damascus Prince, I was like, yeah, I have to paint it the same scheme as, as Borges because it it's just cool. It's blood. Yeah. Like there there's nothing cooler than that. <laughs> and yeah, when I received the, that bag, then I moved shortly after to Italy. Okay. And I spent there like almost a year because uh, we didn't have the citizenship. Like, unfortunately, my, my father didn't uh, do the process so I could get it. 
But you are uh, an Italian citizen. One of your parents or is yes, Italian? Yes. Actu actually, my, my, my grandparents are on both sides. I have Spanish. Then on one of the sides, I have Italian. And in the other, uh, I have like Czech, I think it is. Wow. Or some, something like that. But we went for the Italian because it was the easiest to... In, in reality, it was the only one, the only possible. Route. Okay. So, and we needed to, to get out of, of Argentina. So we saved up and with Plunderlings and with my action figures, we saved up in, a, in an account outside Argentina. And whenever we arrived to, to Italy, we used everything to, to do the, the process. And it was time consuming and resource consuming, but we are here. So everything ended up being fine. Cool. So then once you got um, settled in Europe, you ended up then in Spain? Yeah, after Italy, we we <laughs> um, ended up in Spain. Like we spent like six months in, in my mother-in-law house because okay. we didn't have that's, we didn't have money. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we were actually living like Harry Potter. Like we were oh, like living under the stairs. A, yeah, yeah. And at that point, we didn't have any money. It was the start of COVID. Every every project stopped, and so we needed money. So Huli told me, "Okay, I will start planetary. Your I will start your dream." She told you. She yeah. told me, uh, "I will start planetary dog toys." So she did like four or five heads, while I was doing other projects. And then I say, oh, "Okay, I will. I will do it too." And so it started. So what were those first heads that she did then? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, she did. Uh, actually, if you go or, or or the viewers, if they go to planetarydogtoys.com uh, and scroll way down on all items, you can actually find them. But yeah, it, they were uh, first three females. It was they all had horns. The first was Lena, Willa, and Viper. Like they they were kind of really good looking females. And then she did uh, Bertho and Dante, other other two characters with uh, horns too. And then I think I started with the Wakao, with the like kind of Japanese-inspired monkeys. Ah uh, yes, those guys. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, and then we did the um, the pigs, the lions, the, the felines, the shoulder pads, and yeah. And then it's history. Like, yeah. Then, we well, then we'll, the, we'll, the stuff. we'll get to that. Don't worry. I was about to say, Seba, when you were going through the uh, the first few sculpts there, I was about to say, oh, I've got that one, and I've got that one, and then I realized I needed to stop because I've got pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we we truly appreciate your specific support, Richard, throughout the years. You're not the only one, I think. <laughs> we have mentioned it on the show before. That uh, all the the 3D sculptors need to need to be uh, particularly uh, kind to Richard when they see him at Leeds yeah, or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, not just for his uh, wallet, but also for his uh, what you say, ev evangelicalism around the whole concept. So <laughs> it's uh, it's great. Ideal of preaching the word custom. It it gives such a such a, a new layer to collecting. Like I was just just a collector before, but when I started doing my own stuff, uh, my own sculpts and such, like it was just natural to start customizing and painting 
that my aim is to sometime in my life, maybe when I'm 40 or 50, try to do something like Emil does. But in the meantime, I, I will just stick to base paint and sculpting. But yeah, I think it is it is a way that us uh, older folks uh, get to play with our toys, you know, yeah. without lying on the floor and uh, doing battles like like we're kids or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you started Planetary Dog Toys. Um, anyone that hasn't uh, heard of Planetary Dog Toys and is listening to the, to this for the first time, definitely uh, give PlanetaryDogToys.com a visit. Um, you like what you see and then you join the Facebook group, you follow them on Instagram. Uh, they have, you have two accounts now, don't you? Planetary Dog Toys and Planetary Dog Forge, which I guess we're yeah. going to get to in a while as to why, maybe. Okay. Seba, can I ask at this point, where did the name Planetary Dog Toys come from? Uh, okay. Um, generally, I, I don't like to talk about this stuff, but since it's you, Richard, I will, I will comply. <laughs> um, I'm... To be a to be an artist and to explore yourself through through your art, you have to have a really active spirituality, and and well, Juli and I have that. Like we we try to better ourselves every day, and once we we did a course with a friend, and we used a tool that it's like the zodiac zodiac signs but with um, Mayan uh, information. And it really resonated okay. with me. And in that tool, in that system, I'm a, pla I'm a planetary dog. And it, ah, and, okay. and it has, the, the meaning is uh, planetary, sorry, uh, dog is the one that shares the love through doing and through living its truth. And the planetary is the project harvester. And I'm starting to live that reality now. I know it sounds kind of weird, but... Right. Uh... No, that, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd never have got there without your explanation. Thank you, Seba. Awesome. Yeah, it, oh, it's a, a, I recommend it. It's a, it's a really cool tool to, to know yourself. Yeah. It really helped me, for sure. No, that's excellent. I mean, people... You know, people have to find ways of kind of getting to understand themselves and maybe, uh, you know, why they're actually just putting one foot in front of the other every day. Yeah, and some people, exactly. you know, go to church and do different things like that. And there's many ways of finding it, I guess. Yeah, and, to make sense of being alive. And yeah, and none of them are stupid. They're all just uh, personal and uh, should be just respected. And And I think that's... Well, and realist, good enough for me. Realistically, if you look deep enough into a lot of these things, there is crossover and oh, yes. across all cultures, you know, there is sure similarities, sure. Uh, you know, from what that sounds like a more ancient uh, thing. It sounds like, you know, there could be similarities in other parts of the world as well, for sure. Sure, yeah. So, Seba, give us, give us a little, I mean, you can go into as much or as little detail as you like on this, but give, give us a little glimpse into your kind of daily routine now uh, with your work. It's fantastic that you ask because that's what we are focusing on now, routine. Um, cool. I realize, I realize that without proper sleep, uh, I don't function well. And I'm glad I'm, I'm realizing it now because in my 
18s or 20s, I didn't sleep almost. Well, just a quick sidetrack there. You you were talking about you know that you're you're getting to an age where you're thinking about children now. Well, you, you might need to stock up on the sleep. Uh, yeah, of course. While you yeah. can, I, I, yeah. to get ahead of the curve there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, um, my routine is I wake up. I try to wake up as early as I can. Of course, I have to go to sleep as early as I can. Um, for example, today I woke up at 5.20, but it's it's not in general. I generally wake up at 8, for example. I check Instagram and emails to know if there is something urgent that I have to take care of. And after that, I just go to the computer and do some quick uh some quick project to to for, for freelancing then i go and do some exercise some uh, stretching then ju i just eat and spend some of the afternoon like from i don't know from one to four or five doing house chores like getting everything organized so i don't have to run and do dishes later stuff like that and then i just work a little more uh, eat read a bit of the witcher and go to sleep and repeat awesome and that's how the things get made <laughs> yeah 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 it, it's pretty it's pretty boring but it's it's no getting, but it's like it's productive I, you sense. know i i knew that you you had to have a certain amount of discipline uh to 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 get to where you are now and what you're doing and you know what you're putting out it doesn't just happen by accidents and or by doing an all-nighter the night before you you open the shop you know uh, I I don't want to, but I will correct you there. <laughs> that, that that's why that's how we run the things before. Like we we generally literally uh, ended up doing everything the the days before, and sometimes we didn't sleep to get the the shop to its current stage. Um, but now that we are working, our team is quite big right now like we're working with several people so when you start working with people you have to have organization and do things beforehand and that's something that was quite difficult because you have to i, I generally uh, live in the moment so i do whatever it inspires me at the moment and with other people you have to plan and so you have to change your view on how you do things yeah. yeah, it's even like us here with this little show. I mean, there's three of us and we live in three different places. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not a commercial venture, but still we have to uh, be a little bit organized together. You know, it's, yeah, not, it's sure. not just like, uh, you know, right, let's do it today. You know, it's kind of uh, it has to be a little bit like that when there's more than you, that's for sure. Yeah. And... Well, your, your dedication, John, doing this on your <laughs> oh, birthday yes. is quite the thing today. <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh, thank you very much. Happy birthday, thank Sean. You. Happy birthday! Yeah, I was just when you were saying you were thirty-seven, I was kind of crying a little inside. Why? <laughs> I'm forty-four today. That's it's a little bit. Uh... You don't look a day over forty-three, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> but, uh, on the other hand, uh, especially with the children, uh, and my children are. Uh, it's a pretty easy going and I haven't had much problems with them. Thankfully, touch wood, I'll bang my head here. Um, but I wouldn't go through that again, that's for sure. It was great as it happened, but uh, 
being 44 now, uh, I've heard of people that, you know, start to have kids, you know, men more light, more yeah, than women at my age. And ooh, I don't know, you'd need to be in fairly good shape. Yeah, my, my age is perfect for that yeah. because oh, you, yeah. still have, you still have energy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had mine, uh, in, you know, I think I was 32. My my oldest is 10 now, so I suppose I was 32 when we started to think about having kids. I think that's perfect time. And so what uh, what's life like in Spain then? How do you find it compared to, say, Argentina and where you've been? Uh, life in Spain, it's truly magic it's it's something that i'm i will try to describe but it's something that i never experienced in argentina um when i was living in argentina when i was a child when i was young i i didn't know it but my my parents had had money like they they had good money and i didn't re i didn't realize that we were so blessed and we still had to put up with lots of stuff uh, regarding uh, security because we were living in a in a bad neighborhood but actually in argentina there's no good neighborhood <laughs> so also with all the insecurities regarding the economics and such there was always an underlying um, stress that you couldn't just put your finger on it but it was always there also uh, there was a lot of expectations to do, to be, to do, and to be something that you couldn't because the economic uh, thing, like you couldn't start something like Planetary Octoys there in Argentina. So when we went to Italy, uh, the first time I went to the supermarket, I started crying because not only everything was being um, all, all the you had so much variety of stuff everything was clean people were uh leaving the carts where they supposed to wow. everyone was nice and it was such a contrast that i remember um going to my to my niece and started crying because it i was so emotional it was such a powerful experience I know it's so weird, but but it was no, but so it's just different. things we we take for granted, I suppose, and yeah. where we grew up, or you know, at least yeah. And then um, in Italy, it was fantastic, but it was like living in a movie. We couldn't really uh, relate to the people there. Like they 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 have such a different culture. Uh, but in Spain, they are really similar to to Argentinians. In fact, we are in a we are in a place called Galicia, that it's on the northwest part. And basically, we are living in a bigger mythicalicious world because you have literal castles randomly inside the forest. It, it's wow. so weird. Yeah. And I don't know, in, in the shops here, you can buy small knights, like the Templar knights. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so it, it, it's, it's a really cool place for us. Uh, also, of course, people are nice. Everything is super green. You have a uh, forest everywhere, so it's a it's a perfect place. For you're us. Like you're we not are too blessed. far from south of France, then, I guess. Either 
um, we are closer to Portugal, like we are in uh, the yeah, north. Up the top part. left there, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Seba, yeah. do you find being surrounded by that environment helps to add to the creativity, or is that not something that uh, is required? Let's say. No, it's it's totally required. Like, just uh, not having uh, insecurity, just that, uh, just makes your um, brain work in a totally different way. Like, for example, when I went to New York and when I went to New Jersey for LeashonsCon last year, I I felt good. Like, okay, nothing can really happen to me here. I know there must be muggers and crazy people and such, of course, but I I never felt what I felt in Argentina again. And in Argentina, that kind of uh, makes your your inner flame go go down, like it extinguishes it, because you are always in survival mode, and in, in survival mode you you can't really create. And yeah, here it's it's like um, you flourish. It it's perfect, really. I, I don't want I don't want to sell you on a, on a trip to Spain. No, no, I've, you, I've you been can... I've been on uh, probably not to the best parts, but I've been on holidays a good few times to Spain, but more to the beach and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I really like Spain. Yeah. I'm intrigued by what by what you said about the uh, the Templar Knights in the yeah. in the castle, Sever, because I grew up in North Wales and there's lots yeah. and lots of castles. It's up all in that North coast Wales. there, you see. But whenever I yes, whenever I um take my child around them, if we go back up now. The uh, the toys toy nights they got in those shops yeah. are terrible. So I'm hoping the ones in Spain are no, better they quality. No, they are not toys. They are, they are just, I just, I just they are getting just angry. figurines. They are pretty well made, but they are also expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, these are cheap yeah. and rubbish. I quite like something expensive, but no, they're awful. If any Welsh castle uh, people are, are listening, get better toys in. <laughs> they're called Mythic Legions. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, from I guess. Moving on from that, but I guess I already know the answer to this because you kind of mentioned it earlier, but I guess you haven't traveled around Europe much then because you haven't taken we, any time off. Yeah, I, I mean, we actually, when we came from Spain and we were staying at my mother-in-law house, um, there were two friends that were were preparing a cheap uh, tour around, world, around Europe. So... We said, okay, we don't have money, but we will do it. And I don't know, the whole trip was like 600 euros, something like that. Like we, instead of sleeping in, in hotels, we were sleeping in a bus. So we used, so it was really rough. We actually got COVID before the COVID was a thing. Oh. So it, it was uh, an intense trip. But yeah, we went to Germany, we went to Italy, um, we were going to go to London, and we were to a couple of places too, but I, I, I don't remember being honest. Okay, very good. And any plans for the future? Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of plans, but you have to be more specific. <laughs> oh, for the traveling around Europe, I meant. I meant yeah, to... I, want, I, I, I really wish there was some kind of uh, mythic gathering here in yeah. Europe. Yeah, we, like I, I really, you tried a bit really last wish. year, but there wasn't as much uh, interest. But I, I think it's growing. So, yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be huge because 
be, being honest here, if you want to, like, you can travel in the morning and then be back at night. Like, it, it's it's not really that uh, a commitment to to plan to plan a, a gathering here. But of course, people have to to want it. Yeah, I guess it, it's it's no matter what you do or where you have it, it's going to be a certain amount of traveling for most people. So it's just yeah, have, sure. it has to be some sort of incentive to travel as uh, on top of just meeting people, which is always great, of course. But um, uh, we'll figure it out at some stage. You know, we've got the podcast yeah, now. Please. We have yeah. the Facebook group. We have people like you um, and we have people like Emil um, who, who are know, doing know a lot that of... If you, if you do one, I will be there. Like there, there's no question about it. Excellent. We'll make sure it suits you <laughs> date wise if we ever do something. That's for sure. But yeah, and, and of course that that would be key, essential for it is to have people like you there because uh, you know you can bring products uh, uh, as well that people might be interested in, and of course people seeing them. Some people might be seeing stuff like that for the first time, and that, sure, that that's be really, true. Uh, that's true. Mind blowing for them. I'm surprised that there is people that have been in in the cabal or in most groups, and they have been I don't know collecting the figures for I don't know one year, and they just figured out that there is a custom design scene. Yeah, <laughs> they must be thinking, wow, how do I get this figure all the time and yeah, just not actually exactly. not actually going any further with it? Um, I, yeah. I think it worked the opposite way for me. I think I became more aware of the customs before I was aware of the cabal because I was aware of I think I've said before I was aware of Jeremy Gerard and his what he did yeah. before I even knew there was the cabal and all that going on so <laughs> yeah at one point the, the the strongest ones the ones that were playing the most with the customs and such were Nikki Dennis and Jeremy uh, at that point in in covid when production was stopped for the or, or at least slowed for the four horsemen and at that point i think the the customizing community started to pick up yeah it really did uh, people then that was kind of the first time when people started to sell customs on a kind of a big level you know i'm sure there was people selling them here or there but uh, there was a point when maybe uh, yeah as shortly into covid maybe a year into where people would like put up maybe 10, 15 of their customs on the group for sale. That was kind of something I'd never seen before that. Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, now it's an everyday thing. Okay, so but then, and then uh, Cosmic Legions, is that something that you're interested in as well? Sure. The figures are, are fantastic. I, I like that they are they already use the same system, the same, the same system as Mythic Legions. So it will be easier not only to combine our already created catalog, but to create new parts for it. Yeah, I, I really, I really like sci-fi stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm more into fantasy, and I have lots of ideas for that. But I'm sure that someday <laughs> I will be doing parts for Cosmic too. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we'd love to see that. That's for sure. Yeah. No, we absolutely would. <laughs> my wallet might not, but uh, yeah, yeah I would. Even if my wallet would be crying, I still would uh, prefer to see them than not. But uh, yeah, I, I have a. I got one of the test shots. Um, I was just lucky to get one. Nice. Um, nice. One of the Svexians, so the bug guys. Um, and I was actually 
putting some figures together the other day. Um, I had the Furious Four, you know, these uh, Legions Con ones that they... Yeah. And I had them all, I had broken them apart to take a picture months ago and I'd never put them back together again. Uh, so I had the heat the heat gone out to kind of uh, do that. And I said, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break down the, the test shot as well. So I did that. So I took it all apart. So it was very interesting to see the little uh, connections. And yeah, most of them are the same. Uh, there's maybe one or two that are different, but I think that's just because they're very unique parts like yeah. little gun connectors and where things go in. But the basic articulation, all that kind of stuff, it's the same connectors. Yeah, the system. The the wrist gauntlets, all that, it's the same port, you know. Um, and the and the head, the neck peg and all that's the same. So shouldn't be should be reasonably easy for you guys to to fit stuff. Especially heads anyway, but um even even some of the other parts. Yeah, I, I can't wait to have uh, uh, the insects in hand and yeah. see what we can do for those ones. Yeah, they're fun. I really like them. Because you could also, I feel like you could also do a different type of uh, like animal-like head almost yeah. on them and uh, yeah. change the character completely without having to do much with the, the body, you know? Totally. I think there's a lot of people desperate to make them into fantasy figures as well isn't there so uh, yeah yeah i think it could be could be possible um okay then what about uh on the shop at the moment so well firstly i just wanted to go through some of my favorites i don't know if, if you have any favorites guys as well mal and rich okay, yeah good I've got a of so i'll go with mine so uh, I think my favorite character that you have, and I have, I've done a load of them, is uh, Haydar the lion. Yeah, sure, of course. All the all the different uh, expressions. There's loads of them, and there's the one where he has the huge, big uh, braids, uh, kind of loads of hair, kind of going out. Um, that's just an awesome sculpt, and and awesome to paint. I mean, the most fun you could have painting without really uh breaking your heart either it's not annoying to paint it's just a lot of fun really it's it, it's it's easy i think it's so i mean one. i i and i've actually done it in loads of different ways i've done it in kind of you know where you try to be very detailed and just you know paint it up and i've done it where i've just thrown a, like kind of you know transparent paints like washes kind of on it and dry brushed and you can do it multiple ways because of the way the sculpt detail is on it and it, it they all look cool so Nice, um, nice. Yeah, I think it's a really uh, fun one. And I, I would say, yeah, as a beginner painter, you would look at that and go, there's no way I could paint that. But honestly, if you, you just know a few little tricks, you know, watch a couple of mini painting videos, watch a couple of videos from the people in the cabal that uh, do that kind of stuff. And that's a head scope that you could really uh, get a lot of satisfaction out of just by uh, by playing those few simple things. So um, definitely. I, I actually got that a lot, that the um, the pieces that we sell are kind of menacing for people that are just starting out, but they just talk with other painters and they encourage them to get them. And when they get them and, and just play with them for a bit, they realize that for some reason, our pieces are extremely easy to paint. And I, I couldn't pinpoint why or how, but they just are like like they told us that you just 
I don't know, choose three colors and just paint it and apply a wash and everything fits together perfectly. There's lots of detail, but it's generally in the right places, if you know what I mean. So when, when stuff, when paint kind of flows on it, it generally seems to bring out the sculpt uh, and make things look good without you having to, to do too much work to make it look good. Because the hardest thing to paint is a flat surface. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, that that is. But at the same time, yeah, if there's, if there's detail where you don't need detail, that's also not great. So so I, I think that must be it. Um. I'm, I, I'm I'm kind of inspired by sorry that I yeah no it's okay you, it's your I'm, interview <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of inspired by the way that Game Workshop does mm. their stuff yeah their sculpts no, are good not not specifically their style but I have taken a few pages of some rules that they follow and uh, for example how much space to leave between I don't know different details and such and it seems to make the painting process much, much easier. Yeah, you hear that in the mini uh, uh, painting world all the time that uh, the Games Workshop stuff is really, uh, it's really good to paint for any level of painter. Yeah. Um, so so they obviously are doing something right in that regard. And they yeah, look cool, sure. though. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, what, what I've found sometimes with yours is, is that <laughs> I've, the most annoying thing I've, I ever, I often have when painting multiple types of head is, you know, when they have a helmet on and they have like ears kind of behind the helmet sticking out and you've done all the kind of skin tone and then you realize you forgot one of the ears. Yeah. <laughs> and you've gone through, you know, three or four layers of the skin tone to build it up. And then you realize, oh, didn't realize the ear was sticking out behind that helmet. <laughs> so if you're doing heads like that, just, just, Turn them around a few times to make sure as you're going. Totally. Yeah. We we, we actually looked into that. Like uh, I I remember that for one specific piece we started using magnets. Uh, I love magnets <laughs> right now, and it was it it gave such an easy time for people to paint. Like I think it was Alastir, like uh, the Rengar clone from League of Legends. Um, the faceplate. The, like the face was removable so it was very easy for people to paint the mouth that generally is a challenge so i i kind of wondered like how much i can exploit the magnets to to make it easier for people to paint and i actually had a conversation with Huli about okay how can we use this to separate the face and the head from the helmets and due to the to the small walls of the prints we can't actually do that but yeah, we, we thought about it. That's cool. I used them on all your shields for the handles. Um, yeah. Just put a magnet. I, I put a magnet on each piece. So not a, you could just put metal and then a magnet. But I think it works. It's stronger if you put the magnets up the opposite way. And put yeah. one on the handle and one in the little hole. Um, and it, it works awesome. And it's, it's, as, it's articulated then because of the <laughs> magnet, which is the best thing. Yeah, true. Brilliant. Okay, so quickly to, to let the other guys uh, in on this, of course. Uh, so the dwarf, is it Had Hagnar, the massive Mohawk guy? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love him. And again, another one of those uh, fun to paint. And you can paint uh, them anyway. I did a nice and fire ones. Yes. Yeah, I think you even post them on your page, which thank yeah. I was very, very proud of that. Um, I think Damascus Prince, I think we don't need to say. 
uh, more than uh, you should look that up if you don't if you don't know it if you're listening to this just google it but go on to Seba's website and their Instagram and you'll see loads of cool paint jobs of that uh, and I love Thomas in flames yeah he's amazing as well uh, he's another you could do ice or fire with and the mummy head sculpts that you I remember when you when you released them I was so excited that month I got a load of them I love well, you will you will be excited in a couple of months again. Oh, cool! There you go. See, heard yeah. it here first. Yeah. Oh. Will I be busy, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> doing a little, uh, doing a little uh, yes, inter podcast host commissions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, oh, and then oh, wow. uh, one okay, more excited, or two more. So Maximus, I just painted him recently. He's amazing. The gladiator. That one is a beauty. He's a yeah, beauty, a and beauty. again mega to paint and uh my favorite human head that you have Thorstein the kind of viking the kind of viking guy yes yeah yeah I love him yeah I love him uh brilliant you 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 pick the most beautiful ones yeah well (laughs) I'm aspirational Seba (laughs) I have to look in the mirror every day so (laughs) my poor wife (laughs) Okay, so let's go, Rich. Then you, you, you have anything to add on top of that? Yes, you've covered a couple of mine, John. But um, yeah, the, the rug ones, so the, the tigers, um, they're they're great. Mm. I've got all the big cat ones. I, um, I got a, a small battalion of big cats. Uh, will be published on the Cabal very shortly. Uh, nice. But that that's a great sculpt. Um, your um, one of my all-time favorites is the upset Enadir. Yeah. Those are Hoolies. Is that Hoolie? Oh, well done yeah. her for that one. That one's, yeah. It's are they some of the original one. ones, are they, with the horns? No, this one's a bit later. It's um, it's yeah. an elf one, but it's, uh, yeah. I When you mention the, the heads, I, I generally don't think about the names and think more about the, the school, like the, the ID of the sculpt. And I think Enedir ranges from... Uh, 74 to 95, something like that. That's how many versions there are. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like there, there are like seven per post, something like that. Wow. Um, your dragon ones, the the Alrogs. Um, yes, Huli two. Is that Huli two? I need to pick something you've done, said, but this is going the wrong way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Huli did from the from the first ones like the from the first 100 Huli did a lot and then I take almost full credit <laughs> for for the for the rest. <laughs> Generally, if you see armor, it's totally mine. Okay. Like like that like the that that's the cue. Right. The um the werewolf sculpt is incredible. Yeah. Um. I've I, I, I've got that kit, and it's going to be—it's going to be a vampire hunting werewolf in my setup. So that's uh, that concept. That's amazing. Um, and what color? Black or blue? Or... Black. Yeah. Black with a little bit of a dry brushed gray on it, sort of thing. So yeah. So that will be uh, up and up and uh, viewable for people very shortly. Uh, and then the other ones that I was really, really glad that you did were the the Roman and the Gladiator ones. Oh yes. Um, I I studied ancient history at university, so the Greeks and the Romans, and I just loved the idea of having those in Middle Legion scale. So you will be happy to then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the, in in around 
five days. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. You... So not not good podcast uh, content, yeah. but I have this one primed <laughs> and ready to go. That is <laughs> one of my favorite helmet. helmets. It's fantastic. Isn't that a brilliant one? Yeah. You know, I I I, I, I was kind of impressed. Like this is a, a little insight on on how how we run things. Um, generally, when we release the stuff, we don't see the real amount of sales that the the pieces will have. Like generally, people don't purchase. The, for example, when we released the Gladiator sets, we were surprised that not many people purchased them. It was maybe 30, 40 people that purchased the parts, but um, the rest of the catalog people bought like crazy that month that month and i was kind of discouraged because i i really work hard on those and i knew they looked great they worked perfectly but seeing that the feedback takes two three months to catch up it, it's a it's a bit of strange like you have to trust a lot that the, this will work i don't know how is the reality of of the other services and and such but in our case, we never see the real sales of a piece. We generally see it around the next six months. Like we generally have to uh, have someone that do a custom and then people see the potential and then the sales uh, spike. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's it takes a bit of trust then. But I guess yeah. the longer you're in it, the more you... you understand yeah, that but it's like stocks yeah well I, i'm i intend put, putting up on the cabal um probably not full figures i'm terrible at getting them organized but certainly painted heads and torsos and that sort of thing over the sure, next few days good. in the run-up to this being uh uploaded seven so hopefully that might drive some interest as well yeah so yeah it, it, it always does and i think that's important to say to people if you do paint a cool head from any of the yeah, 3d suppliers post it. yeah post it even if you can't take the best try and take the best picture but even if you're you know just post them people just it, just it helps something. yeah I'd, that's the other thing i'd say because it doesn't always happen is i'd say credit the creator so that if other people oh, yeah. want it they can go and get it yeah sure i mean with all the services around it's pretty difficult like I, we, we at this point we don't expect, act, oh, sorry, we don't expect that people even remember that the pieces are from Planetary. Like we don't expect that, because there is always someone that can answer, yeah, this is from PDT. Like, uh, but yeah, just post them, just share them, because we the other day we we did the metric, and we only see one twentieth of the pieces that are purchased. So like we counted the amount of posts that we saw and it it's not specifically discouraging, but people, we know you have the parts and that you paint them. <laughs> Please post them. Yeah. And if, if any of our listeners um, need to know who produced any of these things, um, ask me. Richard Spreadshirt. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a nerd. At so I have Jones a, on, on yeah. the Mythologian Cabal. I have a, I got a spreadsheet that for every single 3D piece I printed from whoever it is, it's... The company, uh, who sculpted it, uh, who painted it for me, if I've got someone else to paint it. So, yeah, just contact me if you need any details. Yeah, that's a, I, I, I never have problems with the stuff I buy online because I can easily search in my emails. But uh, when I went to Legion's Con, anything that wasn't, uh, you know, in a little baggie that said the name of the company, 
yeah sure um uh, if i didn't really if it was a piece that i wasn't familiar with i i yeah i've had to do some research sometimes <laughs> posting i and i've Perfect. actually just realized i now just asked rich and i actually did for the last few <laughs> yeah and seriously i was going around legions con going oh that's a really cool painted piece that's some planted yeah. dog toys that's a wolf king that's you know yeah, yeah i'm just a geek like that so, sometimes it's difficult to track some of the pieces because some shops have have them like several times or have different variations that makes it kind of difficult i mean for for people and such even for us we sometimes want to to congratulate the artist or or the service and sometimes you just don't know like we we just assume it is noel bear at this point because generally it is yeah he does a lot of printing for for yeah. different people yeah okay and rich any more heads you want to bring special attention to um are we hand I'll over to Matt? yeah no the only other thing it's not a head actually it's a torso um and it's that zombie orc torso with the guts hanging out and everything yeah uh i love that that's so good so gross but it's so so good. gross but yeah. so good yeah absolutely it's going to be the uh the leader of one of my factions like a nurgle style faction so uh yeah we we were actually not going to release that one because with all the at that point we were there was talk in the group about nudity and such and <laughs> this is beyond nudity like it it's gross and we thought it would hurt some people's feelings but it was so good that i just had to share it oh yeah it's an amazing sculpt i love it thanks rich um i mean you you mentioned a few of mine I, I like the torsten head particularly the pagan one um the uh had hagar i've actually this weekend i'm finishing that one up and hopefully i'll display that on cabal in the next week um or do yeah um so yeah outside of those two i, I picked up the medusa kit because i just think it's as a kit it's a really again i've used this word we're talking about um some of the female figures it's actually a beautiful set and you know and she's despite having snakes for hair she's yeah. a really pretty face on the on the uh on the one of them um i'm a little i'll admit i'm a little bit intimidated by painting it at the level i'm at because i think you know it's one you really want to do justice yeah um and then the other one was that, on, sorry to interrupt, Mal, i was going to say i got someone to paint that um that medusa torso for me recently yeah. Um, and he's a wonderful painter and he's done a wonderful job of it, but he said it pretty much caused him PTSD wow. <laughs> to paint that. And in the end, he was really happy he did it, but he said it was wow. Yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah. It's, and uh, and one I like, and and uh, not just because it's Walter, but Walter the Mad, the uh, the one with the short, sure. short beard and the beanie, because that actually, to me, could be used for Cosmic and I'm going to use it for Cosmic. So, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, they they were a great set of heads. The, the classic the classic look of Walter. Now I have to do one with a new hat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a new hat, has he? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball cap. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> Get one with the space helmet for Mal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're sort of my favourite. And then a special mention for your shields. Seb, I love them. All the different designs and and painting them is so much fun. So there's a few. I don't know if you can see. Do you, do you like the amount of of variations? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but there's almost so many. It's hard to pick. Yeah, um, I know. Huli, Huli told me 
that that I should do less. But at that point, I'm like, no, I have to give all the variations possible, all the things that I like, and until I don't make it, it doesn't. I sometimes like I think the shields were like thirty-five in total. The so, amount of yeah. them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to um, we have a table at LegionsCon, and I'm going to be trying to sell a lot of painted stuff, a lot of your painted stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have a lot of those shields because I think nice. they're really cool. And I think people, there's something people can put with any figure, you know, they, it's, it's even a bit easier for them than a head because they tend to go with whatever figure, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there's no commitment with that. No, it's not, not and about the, the character. And I've got a good few, the cabal shield, because I think that's uh, that's a kind of universal one. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Um, and then, uh, I noticed that you're working with um, a different a 3D printing company called Bluewood these days. Can you tell ah, us a yeah. bit about them? Huh? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, um, we were doing all the print by ourselves. And at one point, I didn't have to time directly to, to print. Like We were having such success that I, I didn't have time. to. So we need to find someone. And we thought about Anthony Vélez, and he was like our first option. His work is top-notch. But we needed something that we could control quality-wise. So um, at that at that point, we, we were actually, I kind of forgot, we were working with another service, but the service kind of didn't work for us. So we had to start our own own printing service. And that printing service is Bluewood 3D. It's not actually us. It's my mother-in-law. It's ah. Huli's mother. We, she, she. We told her we we purchased all the printers, all the sets, all everything, and we taught her how to print. Amazing. So now, now she's the one offering the the printing service. I think she often comments on posts when whenever you post one of your yeah. heads. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's you, her you name again? Her around Mariana Cafaro. Yes, that's yeah. I could yeah, not have said will, it that well. <laughs> you you will you will see her uh, popping around yeah. the cabal. Excellent. She has around ten printers and the work she does. Excellent, amazing. Yeah, it's it's perfect quality. She sends yeah. every piece. She it's in, it's incredible. That's that's so cool that it's well, family yeah. business. Yeah, brilliant family business. And then uh, last month, uh, the animal heads. Yeah, there was another sculptor listed on the on those. Oh yes, Nick. What we, yeah, what we're doing now is um, I remember that I mentioned that uh, the team kind of grew. Like it's it's not just us. It's not only Juli and me, uh, because we are we are treating this like a real business. Uh, people are really supportive, and we want to to give back to it to, to all the trust. So we had to have people help us like i want to concentrate on creating stuff and all the hard work is done by by other people now generally we have uh, well my mother-in-law and andy wood his his um partner they both um deal with the with the job the shop in general and production then we have someone else in portugal Jessica Chamorro, you will see her too. Oh, I've had in, emails in from from Jessica. Yeah, but yeah, she stuff. she's a sweetie. She yeah. handles all the all the email stuff and and the shop the customer service. Such. Yeah, yeah. Then we also have um, 
Tiago Conti that you may have seen him um, uh, being mentioned in Toy Force. Yeah. Because uh, he's an amazing sculptor and we hire him to help us out with the with the starting point of the projects, like help us to set everything so then I can go in and arrange it as I like. So it, it makes the project move much, much faster. Also, right now I'm working more than anything in in private commissions that you will see during the year, but generally they are for Plunderlings and Maestro Union. So I'm super, super busy. So that's why I need all this help. And then you mentioned this artist that your question was was about him. Um, we message artists and see if we can use their stuff, of course, mentioning them, purchasing them and supporting their art. Uh, we just um, prepare them for mythic lesions and put them up for on our shop and just list them there. So if there is any other service that want to get their stuff, they can do it too. That's really cool. And and it's also it's also comforting for, for people like us because we know if it comes through your shop, you fitted it to the figures. Yeah, you've sure. obviously sent the photos. You've obviously put photos up of the stuff, but fitted. But uh, I also know that if I'm getting a uh, plantry dogs uh, product uh, that's supposed to go with Mythic Legions, is going to work. You know. Yeah, and it will be high quality as well. That's the other thing. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. We we kind of take pride at this point on the service we created. Um. I know it, it's not kind of a good look that I speak about uh, that I speak highly about my own service, but um, it's something that it took us like three years to create and reach to this point in which we can create such quality products from our house or from several houses. And there's so much people involved. I wanted to mention also Artus Soron that you have may have seen yeah. his customs there on the cabal. He's our he ships all the US orders. Like we ship a big box to him, like a ah, container. That's who's doing that. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's a savior. Because if not, we would need to charge like thirty five USD per 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 package, per package yeah. to the US and it's it's impossible. It's it's impossible for people. He's an excellent painter as well, isn't he? So again, he gets to paint yeah. your sculpts up and show them in their true yeah. lights as well. He he did like five medusas at this point, and he keeps purchasing them. Like he <laughs> wants to do more. There you go. He doesn't have PTSD. No. <laughs> well, I know he said he's coming to Legion's Con this year as well. Isn't he, he is. So he yeah, he's going to have a yeah. table. Yeah. Some of those for sale. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah he's so, super happy about it too. If you want the really good plantry dogs painted stuff, go to yeah. him. Or if not, you can come to us <laughs> <laughs> for League Two. Um, okay, and you mentioned uh, some of the commissions you're working on. Um, this, uh, what was the one? Is Fury Planet? This Blade yeah. Master Wing, the Tiger. Yeah. That was one yeah. that I saw recently. Uh, that I believe you're involved with. Yeah, the I'm I'm actually um, working less and less for 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 at least for Maestro Union, that it's the company, the master company of uh, Fury Planet. I'm I'm working less and less as a sculptor 
and I'm working I'm, I'm working overseeing the project in the in a digital sense like I hire the best match to sculpt the project and then I prepare everything so it's perfect for production of course I have to do a lot of sculpting them because the I don't know it's um, like you get one of, of the pieces from Planetary Dog Toys and the custom doesn't end there. Like you have to do a lot of stuff to complete the character, paint it, prepare it and everything. I would I would be doing something like that for Maestro Union. And the wolf, the, the first one that I did for them was actually my sculpt, pure mine. But then I started hiring people, which makes the process much, much faster and allows me to have a much higher level of quality to provide as a service for them excellent and it has been fun and the things yeah. that haven't been show shown yet from what i know about how the four horsemen work um that's the same uh that's the same process they do for when they're working with uh, the likes of super seven etc yeah i'm sure i'm sure because um you have certain amount of hours in the day and one third of them is sleeping and like you have enough you don't have enough time to do everything that you want so you have to start hiring other people's time to to do it to help you achieve all the stuff that you want and at first it was it was really difficult and also i, I want to share it because uh, maybe someone uh, feels encouraged by this or at least not alone but for me, it was really difficult. Like I, I had this um, moment in which I knew I had to, to, to do it. I had to hire people, but I couldn't because all my, my self-worth was going through, okay, I am the one who sculpted this stuff. But then it started to get, uh, it was in detriment of my art. So I was like, okay, I have to learn how to manage people and manage projects and also if if i want to do my own line that i i know it's uh one of the questions in the future um i have to know how to work with people and how to use the workforce as my advantage to achieve the projects that i want to do yeah for for me it seems like you're approaching it the right way um and you you're when you get to that point when you, you maybe, as you say, hopefully do do your own line. You will really be far down the track already. Yeah. And then it will just be a question of the difficult stuff, but it's, you know, getting the investment, getting, you know, for example, the, the Kickstarters type stuff, um, uh, that front end stuff, you know, where you need people to buy the stuff, but the back end will already be working or at least that you'll ha you'll know every part of it. And you'll yeah. be able to say, right, I, I, you know, have a factory in place. I have uh, a workflow in place with my sculptors, with my designers. Uh, you know, you know, project managing every little piece, yeah. rather than getting, oh, we've got the money <laughs> now. Now let's start. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has happened to some people, of course, and, and it, it doesn't it really end up terrible. in a great experience yeah. for the customer, yeah. uh, even if they get to the end of the line. It generally, uh, it, it can be quite a tough experience for all involved. So I think, yeah. I think you're doing it the right way from the sounds of it. Awesome. Yeah. Very good, Seba. Well, um, I really enjoyed that chat. Um, yes, thank you. Anyone have any more questions for Seba? 
I've got a quick question, actually. I know you were saying you're moving away from the the Mythic Legion sculpting a little bit yourself, Seba, but is there any type of creature or race or anything that you haven't done that, that yet without giving too much away that you'd really like to do still at some point? Lizard men. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that there aren't two specific pieces for Mythic Legions yet. Uh, if the four horsemen are listening to me, firstly, I love your stuff. Secondly, I love the way that you handle things and the whole system that you created, the family that you created to to bring into manifestation all the products that you do. And third, please do some four arms and legs and some um, scale ones, please. Like people need them, I need them. I want to do characters and I don't have that. Please do them. <laughs> that that would be my my asks. Excellent. Excellent. And then Lizardman for Rich? Yeah, yeah. Lizardman or, or something furry. Yeah, like Snakeman, like anything like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over that sort of stuff. Excellent. And then, Seba, are you planning to LegionsCon this year, or how does it look for you? We actually are planning on purchasing a house, so we are keeping uh, spendage at a minimum. Understood. Fair enough. But... If if you guys manage to create a a lesions con here, count me in like immediately. Yeah. Okay. We'll 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 hold you to that. That's for sure. Okay, Seba, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I think, from my perspective, if you're willing, it won't be the last time because yeah, we sure. intend to I, we I, intend I to fun. keep this going. Um, and we'll get you on again and. We'll, we'll maybe have a specific topic. Uh, today was more of a general uh, catch-all everything with Seba. But uh, next time we'll try and focus on a few different things and, and see where that takes us. Absolutely. Okay. When does your Thank store you next so open, much. Seba? Just so we can plug that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and all your social me, media as well. Let us know that. Let, let me check because since I choose everything the day before, uh, <laughs> it, it will open uh, 14 on sunday okay nice. sunday 14th of okay so yeah. that's two days after this episode will be released so if you're oh, awesome so yeah, yeah so almost, we have this one almost on like land exactly yeah that's what we try and do here you know especially for our european brethren <laughs> <laughs> so everyone go to to plantrydogtoys.com check out uh plantry dog forge that's your new site yeah. for the 3d parts What's yeah. the distinction there then? The the distinction is that we wanted to keep doing the three, third party stuff, but since we have close plans to use the dog toys for something else, uh, we wanted to keep them separate. Also, we wanted to um, showcase more of the work of the community without um, drowning the important posts in planetary dog toys so the planetary dog forge it's something more like a daily post of the amazing work that the community does okay well thanks seba yes thank, thank you guys you. yeah thank, thank you, you seba so it's great having you on fascinating yeah really has and continue the amazing work thank you it, it was really fun So there you go. That was our chat with uh, Seba Don. Absolutely fascinating. Excellent. 
yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And already so many things that I can think of that I didn't ask yeah. him. And there's probably listeners going, why didn't you ask Seba this? Why didn't you ask Seba that? Well, that's just a great excuse to get Seba yeah. back on at some Definitely stage. Come back on. And uh, as I said in the interview, uh, we'll maybe have a more focused uh, chat with Seba in the future. Maybe we can even ask uh, people what they'd like us to to go further into detail with in Seba. Uh, you know, I would love to go down the deep into the 3D printing uh, chat. I'd love to go down into the, you know, character design chat, you uh, know, yes. really into the weeds yes. with that. But uh, what about you, Mel? Uh, character design would be very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, he talked about having... Um, is interest in the the more mythical state of things so perhaps a deeper dive into that and where that comes from maybe um yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah and, and then all the stuff about he's in you know his his own environment you know he live living in a certain place that has the kind of uh you know that kind of feel around yeah. it you know with the trees and the forests and the kind of a medieval thing going on there you know the kind of history of of the place where he just lives in at the yes. moment uh is the kind of interest that's real it's really artistic you know it's real kind of art yeah, feel yeah, so love that but uh, i hope you all enjoyed our chat with seba uh as you can hear from us we certainly really really enjoyed it um and uh we hope to have him on again in the future um and i think he enjoyed it as well from the feedback that he gave us so uh that's fantastic. Um, he also very, very kindly sent us a kit from his uh, upcoming May shop opening, uh, a Sidon kit, uh, which is this uh, underwater uh, kind of Greek uh, mythical god. Um, so he even sent me a picture of it. It hasn't quite arrived yet. Um, so this is going to be available as well to order on uh, Seba's uh, shop in may opening so it's 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 this very kind of aquatic uh guy he's got the the leg uh the the shins that are kind of got these kind of big tentacles on them he's got the uh <clears throat> the cuffs the wrist cuffs with the kind of uh fishy kind of scaly uh with the kind of fins on them he's got the shoulder pauldrons with these big massive shells for horns um he's got the waist armor with the, like a squid on the front of it as a torso and there's even uh, uh even has heads to go with it as well and one of the heads that he showed me was this kind of old like this old man kind of looking uh mythical kind of guy like an old man kind of aquaman or thor yeah, or something like cool. this that kind of a head uh, that you could make a very cool character out of so seba has sent us that uh what i would like to do is to do a giveaway on the show uh, in future show not this show but uh, in future show we will do we will uh, figure out a way to do a giveaway on an audio podcast uh for listeners um as definitely want to reward some of our most loyal listeners so i'll make it a uh, uh, something that someone that really listens to the show would uh would be able to answer but maybe people that don't listen to the show and just hear about it will not be able to answer so that 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 seems to be my approach i think that would that would uh, work yeah, well yeah perhaps do something do it via the page gives people you know another reason to sign up to the page and uh is a way yeah. we can give it a bit of time if people don't hear the show definitely, immediately yeah. so definitely yeah it won't be first to answer because uh we probably know who would win that <laughs> rich <laughs> um yeah rich yeah rich will be trying for this yeah he's going to resign from the podcast for a week and then uh come back 
and say, oh yeah, it won't be priced and now I'm back. Um, so I will offer it. Uh, you can either have it, if you're a painter and you want to paint it yourself, I completely understand that. Uh, you can have it unpainted. Uh, if you're not a painter, not a customizer, and you would like it to be customized for, to, in whatever style you like, I would happily uh, volunteer to paint that Very for cool. you for no charge. It's a competition uh, prize. So you can choose either or if you are the winner. Uh, that'll be the deal when we announce the, the competition in the future episode. That's how it'll be. Uh, I hope to get the kit uh, this or next week. It's on the way. It's in the post. I'm refreshing the tracking number every day. It hasn't quite arrived yet. When it does, I'll post pictures to our page as well just to show it. Uh, so hop onto our page if you're interested in that. And of course, go to Seba's uh, website, plantrydogtoys.com this, Sunday, this yes. weekend. Uh, Sunday, the 14th of May. He has it open. Uh, and you should look for all the cool stuff there. He's also this month offering some soft goods. They're done by Bluewood 3D, which is uh, his uh, mother-in-law uh, and her partner. They run that firm for them. They do the 3D printing, as we discussed in the interview. They're also do, uh, venturing into soft goods. So it'll be exciting to see what those are. I had a little sneak peek on them, but I won't ruin the surprise for you. See, so you have a look there at what Seba is going to reveal over the next days and also uh, on his website on Sunday. Uh, 14th of May. He also has another kit called the Abyssal Overseer. So we have no pictures of that that he has uh, sent us yet, but uh, by the sounds of it, sounds cool to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it, it sounds like there's, uh, along with something else you're probably going to mention, it, there's quite a an aquatic theme this month. Well, yeah, you can tell us, man, right. about the other uh, thing that, that we got a little Well, I don't want to go into too much detail to spoil it for people, but uh, some goblin diving uh, with the looking like they've got a cool looking um i forget what you call it but diving bell sort of helmet the usual water tank uh to go on their back it looks uh very cool very interesting probably one i'll be picking up for sure and he also has these arm attachments that seem to be for it they're like these kind of drill yeah, bits we think they're arm attachments we're not sure we? but i think they go on the uh, where you would put the um the wrist so the kind of uh wrist gauntlet where you would put that on uh, before you attach the hand, um, that they go on there, and then you have your little goblin with your with his drill kind of on his hand on his arm. What we think, so, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go with that. We commit yeah, to that. And then several have to do it if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> or I right. have to do it. Uh, <laughs> I can fudge it. See, I told you it was for this. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, know, but yeah, I've had to resize yeah. it, and I've had to glue, and I've had to cut things off my figure. But well, so every order gets sent to John. No, to I'm sure it will fit on beautifully. Uh, as Seva does, absolutely top he top does. work, as we've discussed on the yeah. interview. Uh, what a wonderful guy! Um, so I think that's it from this week for us, isn't I think it? That's that's the lot. Yeah. I wish you a very good day, a very good morning, a very good evening, wherever you are. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed Sevadam. We enjoyed him. Take it easy. Good luck. Bye.